Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Don't pump on, but a dance, dance. I wear these spandex pants, pants. My ass looks good when I dance, dance. Don't pump on, just dance, dance. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of Superficial Magic. I'm your host, Megan Granger, and we will be talking about all things magic in a superficial way today. I'm really excited for our guest uh, this week. Her name's Hillary Jackendoff. And I randomly found her on the internet and loved what I saw. She's a rad teacher in LA. I reached out to her on a long shot and said, would you ever do my podcast? And she actually said yes. So reach for the stars, you guys. It sometimes happens. And she she came in and had like the most amazing conversation with me about Yoga Nidra. And it's this really cool practice that she gives free downloads to all you have to do to meditate is just listen to one of her sessions that's free it takes you so deep it takes you so to a beautiful beautiful place so I'm really excited for you guys to hear from her um she teaches at the den every Monday Tuesday and Wednesday she's also starting her own uh teacher training class so follow her at meditation check to learn more details about that. And uh, she studied at an ashram in Australia for two years. So she's pretty legit. Um, Speaking of legit, why don't you join the Superficial Magic Vibrators group on Facebook? You know, just just to get on in there and see what's up because it's pretty much my favorite community in the world. And I love all you guys so much. And I can't wait to hear more from you. Mwah. So I am sitting here with my real life Ambien, Hillary, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, she's going to teach us today about yoga nidra. Again, very scared I'm saying it crazy. You're saying it great. Okay. Yeah. Which is something I need very badly since if you're a new listener, um, I have trouble sleeping. And also, if you're a new listener, please go rate the podcast five stars. Um, (laughs) But... (laughs) <laughs> Sleeping's my my problem, Hillary. I totally get it, Megan. Yeah. And you teach a meditation class called sleep class. Um, yeah, basically. Um, so what I offer is essentially yoga nidra. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I call it sleep class sometimes to make it sound less weird. Got it. Um, yeah. Okay. So how did you before we get into what that actually is, how did you get into it? I read online that you went to an ashram in Australia. You've been on a journey. Tell us tell us where you've been. All right. Um, so back when I was um, 21, I was traveling around New Zealand and trying to figure out how to get rid of my boyfriend at the time. Ooh. Desperately trying to break up with him. We were living in a van together and... Oh, my God. Killing him was not an option. He had a drinking problem (laughs) and it was really annoying. Um, So, yeah, you were like, I'm going to go to the other row of seats. Yeah, because you can't go to another row because it was just a bed in the back. So, yeah. So it was tough. Um, So. Basically, I was looking for a way to break up with him and we were about to go on a one week camping hiking trip in the Able Tasman National Park. 
And then the plan was we were going to go on this like epic week long trip together and then break up. And I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a horrible week. Yeah. And so as we're like, it's a Saturday, right? And we're preparing to leave for the trip. We're going on Monday. Okay. And we're at this hostel in Nelson, New Zealand. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to start lining up what I'm doing after this. I'm going to look in my little book on organic farms where I'm going to run to after we hike this thing for a week together. You're from New Jersey. Like, yeah, wh- yeah, yeah. why are these? Wh- have you always there? just yeah. been like, I like not being in New Jersey. Right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> essentially, so. You know, I'm at this hostel and I'm looking through my little book on organic farms, woofing, willing workers on organic farms. And I'm like running through it. And I see this like place that I had highlighted and starred, like when I had been looking in the book earlier. And it was right near the place where we were. And it was an, a yoga retreat center. And they accepted volunteers. And I was like, oh, this would be great. And then I go over to the phone to call them. And next to the phone in the hostel is a flyer for that yoga retreat center. And I was like, oh. And then they didn't answer. But But a pigeon landed on my window. (laughs) But I emailed them. And within literally like five minutes, they emailed me back. And they were like, we like our our volunteers to come on retreat first that you pay for. And I was Uh like, ooh, that doesn't. Hmm. So they had a retreat starting on Monday, and I was like, I'll do it. Brilliant. We're not hiking the Abel Tasman together anymore. Can you hear this, Nick? It's over. I'm leaving you now. (laughs) He has a baby now. It's all good. You're also married, but (laughs) sometimes people don't know. Yeah. Um, So I totally ditched him, and I went on this yoga retreat. Great. And it was there that every little bit of my life changed because I experienced real yoga and Mm. this particular meditation yoga nidra which has been just a game changer for me um the first time i did it it's like i'm always chasing that that high that first time (laughs) Um, (laughs) chasing the dragon chasing the dragon it was um on a heated on the it was a heated yurt like it was the floor was heated of the yurt okay and it was overlooking golden bay which is just the most epic beautiful place and this really hot german dude was teaching it go on and and like you know you never think of like a german voice as being particularly melodic but he worked with it it was great yeah and (laughs) and i was like oh this is the meditation for me Mm. and that was the beginning of it all what what was the what was kind of the um insight at that moment like you were present for the first time or? No, my mind was not present for the first time. Got it. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so you weren't thinking for the first time. Correct. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. And it was kind of, yeah. So after that experience in New Zealand, um, that's the direction my life went in. So you went to Australia. After New Zealand. Joined an ashram. After India. okay hey i'm a hippie cliche man i love she's wearing a tie-dye shirt she has a poster that says fish in her house i love her it's perfect um (laughs) 
So was the ashram in, in Australia about the yoga nidra? So basically the ashram that I came to in New Zealand mm. um, was affiliated with an ashram in India, two ashrams in India, and it's a lineage-based tradition. So guru kind of situation happening. Um, really traditional Indian tradition. Um, I know Indian all about tradition. this stuff from Eat, Pray, Love. So you don't it's, have to explain it's, it's anything exactly to me. That. Yeah. Basically, it's exactly <laughs> that. Um, so uh, the people that ran the ashram in New Zealand were like, you should definitely come to India with us next year. It would be a great time for you. And I was like, I bet you say that to everyone. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. <laughs> So you were like, but Nick's in town, so I'm going. <laughs> exactly. So the next year, um, I went to India and spent a month and a half at the ashrams there and um, had a pretty profound kind of like cliche heart opening spiritual experience and took initiation into that lineage. I know um, you can't put it into words, but what does that feel like? Um, <clears throat> like heart being ripped open in a good way. Mm overcome with bliss yeah yeah and yeah it's really cliche to say but that's what it felt like and I was just like whatever this feeling is I want some more of it yeah and I was like yeah I'll take I'll take initiation into this lineage I'll receive a mantra um and connect a little more deeply and then the next year I uh, decided to to pursue a teacher training within that lineage and I had signed up for a teacher training in Ohio mm. within the lineage. And I was all ready to rock off to Ohio. And they canceled it due to low enrollment. And I was like, oh, well, they also offer this in Australia. Hmm. See you later, mm-hmm. America. So we're back to the... And that's how it happened. Got it, got New it, New Zealand, got it. India, Australia. Okay, and now it's brought you to the place that you are today, which is in LA, teaching totally. this to people like me. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you sent me your um, meditation, which is that what you would call it a, a meditation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a yoga nidra is a tantric med- tantric yogic meditation. When we hear tantric, I think most people think sexual. I know. How does how does it differ? <laughs> Um, do people come to you sometimes? And yes. They, oh no. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, tantra has been kind of. Mm, I don't necessarily want to say entirely misrepresented because, um, you know, traditions evolve, and this kind of Western um, perception of tantra that's developed this kind of neo tantra where we've hooked into several. Um, concepts within the tantric tradition and uh, kind of rebranded them and made them this is what tantra is any element of um, any any reference to sex within the tantric tradition is very minimal mm-hmm. um, and there are definitely really highly guarded um, very sacred sexual practices within the tantric tradition that are Kind of the culmination of the path. It's oh yeah, not I the saw beginning. those in Cosmo. Oh yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> that's definitely what you saw. <laughs> so most, so most people don't have access to those. Correct. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
they're okay. not they're not really known. Um, and what what we've kind of hooked into um, from the tantric tradition, the uh, attitude of non-suppression, um, the kind of connection to the divine feminine, those are all very real components of Tantra. Um, but that is like one kind of slice of the pie, one slice of the tasty Tantric pie. Is is the Tantric pie mostly about an energy field? It's about the subtle body. A lot, of, a lot of practices are working with the subtle body, working with mantras to activate the subtle body, um, to shift our energetic vibrations. Um, it's also, as I said, I mentioned the non-suppression. So it's a lot of Tantra teaching teachings are rooted in a deep self-acceptance. So, you know, anything that arises within you, meeting it with um, awareness and not trying to necessarily suppress or mm. um, negate. Yeah. So rather than kind of added, like adopting that attitude, of I don't want that, I don't want that, recognizing that all of the things that you are, you know, not super into about yourself will shift and drop away spontaneously as a result of the practices. So there's no need to do. There's no need to worry about these kind of smaller components of ourselves um, because really if we do the practices, if we show up and do the work, those things will drop away. So we don't need to spend that time in self-judgment. Does that make sense? Totally. So if something comes up and you're like, Ugh, I hate that I think that I'm a shitty person, yeah. it would be, you could catch yourself in it and be yeah. like, it's cool. I'm kind of a shitty person right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. That is Tantra. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am, I'm just as an example, I'm on a juice cleanse right now that I paid a lot of money for, but we're eating cookies. Yeah, we are. And that's so tantric. <laughs> I think that's tantric. It is. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, if I have feelings about it, it's, they're fine. Yeah. Just watch those feelings. Mm -hmm. It's all good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Tantra might be the path for you, Megan. <laughs> I think it is. How does it align with Kundalini? Oh man, you're going for all the stuff. Um, so... <laughs> So, okay. So I want to kind of make the distinction between kind of what we think as is Kundalini yoga, mm -hmm. um, which is like, you know, everybody dresses in white and does the eye gazing and like Kundalini yoga is a really big thing in LA and it's pretty awesome. It's pretty powerful practice. Um, but I just want to acknowledge that that is kind of a, a lineage of yoga, but it, it's not, the concept of Kundalini is bigger than that. Um, yes. So Kundalini is the, um, really, really the divine feminine energy within us, uh, that rises through the chakras after much practice or perhaps a spontaneous awakening. I had a spontaneous oh, Kundalini. Oh no shit. I, what, how? Okay. I was sitting in my old apartment. I was listening mm. to, um, the, Oh brother, we're out though soundtrack i have that i love it's it it's on my ipod now the river to pray song oh. i was listening to it just like goosebumps yeah. all of a sudden it felt like i was being wrapped really fast in like a cocoon and oh. and it was just like energy like and for some reason i was like eh. 
because I'm a very anxious, panicky yeah. person, I kind of and you're like, oh, that's anxiety, right? And <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm gonna let this continue for a little bit, and then somehow I moved to the floor, and I was just like rocking like a crazy person. I could feel this thing coming up my body. It was like orgasmic in every sense, and then it was about it was hitting my brain, and I could not formulate one word. Dude, that is exactly what you think it was then <laughs> i start i freaked out because i could feel yeah. that i was about to change forever like if that would have kept going in my brain i don't that there would be no coming back from that and yeah. i didn't know what that there, would there is okay yeah. i wish i would have known you then because yeah. i immediately got up grabbed my cat turned on the real housewives of miami oh god <laughs> which is off the air now because it was terrible and I was like no please no please not ready no 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 wow yeah when was that so Real Housewives of Miami hmm. <laughs> that's that was, how you that's how how your time I think there's works. only one season of it and I think that was about seven years ago oh wow yeah 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 and then I got a little scared yeah. from that and that's that's the thing like the ascent can be such a powerful experience um and when it happens spontaneously, that can be really, really a disorienting experience. Uh, but the if it's if it's in conjunction with like uh, practice mm-hmm. and you're kind of supported and you know how to manage that that energy, um, that's kind of if the ascent that rising of the Kundalini energy is akin to enlightenment, because um, enlightenment is like a can be a really short experience. Right. And then to sustain that is to integrate it, to mm-hmm. come back from that experience and move into daily life and be able to see through the veils. Does that make sense? Completely. And I think everything I've read about people who are enlightened, quote unquote, let's just assume yeah, some totally. of them are, yeah, um, totally have close. have just said exactly what you said a few minutes ago is that they just bounce back from negative thoughts more quickly. They just notice the thoughts yeah. and it's not a big deal. Yeah. And they're still annoyed the printer doesn't work yep. and they're still whatever, but they're like, oh, I'm annoyed and it's fine. Um, so we can start being enlightened right now just by following your advice. 100% Megan. <laughs> you guys, you heard it here first. <laughs> so I've been listening to your meditations before bed. Falling straight asleep. Yep. Which you, one? The uh, deepest sleep, that one? Yes. That's a trippy one. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So I recorded that for a client who was coming off of sleep eating Ambien. He was eating 12 Ambien a night. Who was his dealer? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he would take an Ambien and then he would eat more. He would be asleep after probably not one Ambien, but several. And then in the middle of the night, he would eat more. Wow. So he was really coming off of some deep uh, sleep stuff. Yeah. And it worked for him. I mean, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard from him, but uh, (laughs) he's a pop star. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, I guess if he was dead, you would know that. He's definitely not dead. (laughs) Um, I just really think it's like, it's interesting to do something to help yourself fall asleep because it's Mm -hmm. so paradoxical, kind of. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you would think listening to something would make you get more awake. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. But it it 
makes me very quickly fall asleep. So why is that? I mean, so the thing with yoga nidra, uh, so that's a practice. It, it means yogic sleep. So there are, there's a real range of experiences that you can have when you practice it. Um, I usually actually only recommend it for people as a sleep aid if they're really sleep deprived and they're struggling majorly with insomnia mm. um, because it will definitely enhance sleep quality if you're really if you're underslept. Um, but for those of you folks that are not super underslept, um, and you're just looking for a really accessible meditation practice, this is the golden ticket to joy town. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, I'm so happy <laughs> because that's, and it's so accessible and it's doable. It's so accessible. Okay. The practice is meant to, um, so there's all these kind of different stages of the practice. Um, and through the various stages, what's happening is you're releasing uh, what are called in my lineage, the threefold tensions. So the physical, the emotional and the mental tensions. Um, so part of the issue why people have a difficult time sleeping is because we go to sleep holding everything. You know, oh. we're still holding on to physical tensions. We're holding on to the emotions we had that day. We're holding on to, you know the cyclical thoughts, the, the obsessive thoughts, the mundane thoughts. Mm. And I mean, we've all had amazing nights of sleep, right? Yes. And in the same bed, we've had horrific nights of sleep. And it's mm -hmm. not because, you know, our bed changed. It's us. It's what we're carrying. It's what we're holding. And we don't really know how to let go. We don't really know how to relax. And, and practice, saying it to yourself, like, just relax. Yeah, it's bullshit. Like, no, yeah, fuck yourself. You work. can't. So this practice gives you tangible tools. Yeah. To let go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are some of, like, what are some of the ways that that happens? Um, I feel like uh, right now, I feel like I'm, you know, did you ever see that, like, Chris Farley bit where he would interview people? No. Oh, it was so funny. I mean, maybe. I it was like Chris a Saturday Farley, Night Live thing. He would, Yeah. He'd be, he'd like interview Paul McCartney and he'd be like, so do you like music? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel like some of these questions are like, but no, these yeah, are great. So, okay. The tensions, um, tell me more. Okay. So basically through the different stages of yoga nidra, um, the kind of early stages you know you're, you're settling in you're kind of relaxing your body just kind of on a basic level uh there's a component of of intention setting as well in the practice uh so it's called a senkalpa which means perfect thought process mm. it's one translation um so you kind of plant this seed of of positive intent within yourself in the beginning of the practice and then you kind of move through uh, various stages, again, designed to release the tension. So there's a part of the practice where, have you made it to the body rotation? Where you move your attention around your body? Yes. All right. And, and like <laughs> bringing, yes, yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I think that one is the one where we do the mantra om at each body part. Maybe. Okay, you don't know. All I right. don't know. Um, so anyway. <laughs> they can get this meditation, right? Oh, yeah. Where, totally. where, how do they do it? Um, I have it up on my band camp. Um, I think, yeah, I do. And it's also on 
uh, I have meditations up on the app Insight Timer. Okay. So I have this one. Um, I have three yoga nidras up. One people seem to like a little bit less. This was the first time I ever recorded a meditation and I was really awkward. Um, <laughs> so I was... <laughs> So I like I suffer from severe, you know, you don't become a meditation teacher because you're so chill. Right. Right. You know, it's not like if I were super chill, I would probably be like, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea, actually, but I would probably be making a lot more money and doing something a little more high pressure. Right. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, the first time I went into a professional recording studio to record, I was like, a shit show. Mm. I was so nervous because there, it's like this big thing and I can hear myself on the headphones and there's a recording guy and it's all fancy and I'm like preparing for the practice of yoga nidra. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you've left it up. That's awesome. Yeah, well, it's got like 50,000 plays. Yeah, that's so a, like that's a power move. I mean, you know, most people that do it like it, but it's gotten more negative feedback than any of my other tracks. <laughs> got it. So like it's definitely still being loved. So go to the app, <laughs> type in your name, and three will come up. Three yoga nidras and two other practices. And it, that's a free app. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. So, um, yes, you tense up and then release. Oh, that's technically not part of the practice. That's like a settling. <sighs> but anyway, so okay, when fine. you get around the body, so you're like moving your attention from body part to body part. Mm -hmm. And if any of you guys, um, have you ever done like a mindfulness-based body scan? No. All right. Well, that comes from Yoga Nidra. Okay. Uh, that the body rotation in Yoga Nidra is kind of the core component among all of the traditions of Yoga Nidra um, cross lineages. Um, it's based on a tantric practice called Nyasa, where you place mantras at different body parts. Ooh. Very trippy, very complicated. Um, so this is like a more accessible version of that. Okay. Um, but it's designed to really... Um, Give us the trip without the complexity. Oh, am I getting complex? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, you I were was like, am I getting complex? No, 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 no. Okay, perfect. Yeah. yeah. So by moving your attention around your body, you're, um, you're diving more deeply into your body. You're becoming aware of your body in a new way. So, you know, some people, when they practice, they're like, oh, my God, I never knew I could feel my third toe. Uh, and I'm like, oh, yes, you can feel your third toe. And they're like, every time you set a body part, I could feel it. I could see it. And I felt like it was vibrating. And I'm like, yeah, that's really normal, too. So it's it's bringing awareness into your physical body in a really new way. And as we kind of all know, if you tell your mind to, like, let go of something, mm -hmm. it usually does the exact opposite. Totally. So by bringing our attention to our body in this really, really focused way, what happens as a result is we let go of the body. And as we feel each body part, tension kind of melts out of it. So we're letting go of the body by being in the body. So did I do that this morning driving to your house? You tell me. I'm driving. <laughs> I'm driving. Did you over just black out? <laughs> <laughs> driving over the hill. Having... Like oh, an exciting time. I'm so excited to come talk to you. It's a beautiful day. I'm driving through like Bel Air basically. Oh, so it's beautiful. Such a nice drive. And then a bad, like a thought that's been annoying me comes into my mind. And I feel horrible all of a sudden. 
And I'm like, no, I don't want to think that. I don't want to mm-hmm. think that. I don't want to think that. And it just comes and keeps coming and yeah. coming. So I like pinched myself really oh, hard. Oh, nice. So was I doing it? You were doing like a pattern interrupt. You were grounding yeah. yourself in your body to get out of your mind. Yeah. But there's a way to do that where you don't have to pinch yourself is what you're saying. Pinching yourself is an advanced technique. So okay. you're really... <laughs> That's what I thought. (laughs) But this kind of does that in the same way. Like it brings you into the body instead of instead of in your mind. Um, So and then kind of the practice continues and you focus on your breath for a while. And there's this part where people um, you count the breath backward usually. Okay. And people um, who are pretty tightly wound, like feel like they have to really focus and like. I want to get to zero. Oh my God, I missed the count and I'm going to start over again. And like they get like kind of uptight about it. Um, But the point of counting the numbers backward in this really relaxed state is so you forget. It's like, it's all kind of a mind fuck. It's Mm. all designed to help you let go more and more and more. Which is what life is anyway. A mind fuck to make you let go. Yeah, man. Ooh. Mm -hmm. It's just got very deep. That's a super Soul Sunday tweetable moment. Oh, I love it when she says that. (laughs) Tweet, tweet. (laughs) I listened to her Jack Kornfield interview last night. Come on. I know. Have you listened to her Michael Bernard Beckwith interview? You guys, please go go listen to Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. Um, Don't stop at this podcast to listen to that podcast. Just do it (laughs) after. They're equally good. Oprah's so good. (laughs) So is Michael Bernard Beckwith. God, I love that man. Yeah. Okay, so as you were saying. Yeah, basically, I'm not going to get like fully through the whole practice and through the stages because I want to make it exciting and have people be like, "Ooh, mm. I wonder what's coming next. Right. You don't want to give it all away. I don't right. Give it all away. Right. Um, but those kind of early stages are designed to help you release uh, the body mm. and move beyond the body. And then the later stages kind of help you let go emotionally and let you go let go of um, mental impressions and different thought patterns. And it's all very subtle. So like, you know, after you practice a couple times, you might be like, oh, that was so relaxing. It felt so good. And then if you practice for a while. So I practice. I've been practicing this for 11 years every day. Wow. Teaching it for eight. Wow. So shit just drops away. Wow. It is a practice of effortless transformation. Give us an example. Like things that I, okay, so here's an example that was really um, concrete for me. So when I lived at the ashram, we practiced yoga nidra every single day at 12 o'clock. Um, and that was, you know, I did other practices kind of period, like through the, the two year period, I practiced other forms of meditation. But that was the one constant. And I used to have like near panic attacks about getting on the highway. We call them highways in New Jersey, not mm, freeways mm-hmm. as we do in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, getting on the highway or the turnpike. And like I had just I would always have visions of like my car exploding. Yeah. <laughs> and like visions of me like, you know, broken down by the side of the road, like and horrible things happening to me, basically. So, you know. Normal stuff. Normal stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so a few months after I got back from the ashram and I was kind of like settled back into normal life and I was in Philly and 
um, you know, I was kind of off the like ashram high, like everything is great. Everything is Zen. I am so peaceful. Like I was like back in like kind of Philly, Jersey, Hillary mode, like normal person. And I broke down in North Philly and (laughs) like in her car, in my car. And I didn't have even a moment where my heart rate rose. I was just like, oh, this is happening. How excellent. All right. I'm going to handle this situation in a logical way. And I was just so grounded and so present and so relaxed. And I was like, oh, shit. This is new. This is a different sort of me. It's interesting how the subtle changes add up so much more powerfully than huge shifts. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like when I shift the most, I look back and I'm like, I didn't even know I was changing. Yeah. Yeah. That is this practice. Mm -hmm. Like. And that's kind of, you know. Oh, it's so big. It's just so big, Megan. <laughs> it's, it's so we transcend the body first, then the mind, and then the emotions are the deepest. Is emotions that emotions are actually in the middle? Okay, yeah. So, so body, emotions, with, mind. Okay, I'm just gonna give it all away. No, so, okay, uh, don't do it. Okay, no, you guys go do the meditation. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Does um, it change your dreams? Um, some people do experience a higher level of lucid dreams. Um, so the weird thing, here's the really, really cool thing about this practice. So how much do you know about the brain waves? Like the theta? There's a few more than that. <laughs> I just know theta. <laughs> awesome. Okay. And one starts with S. So S. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Katya. Yeah. Wanted to see if you knew. Okay. So, all right. So in our daily lives, we're in the beta brainwave state. That's the waking state where we're like experiencing the world, interacting, having conversations, socializing, having our fun, anxious moments, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then that's like kind of, they're, they're vibrating at a pretty fast frequency, a high frequency. Um, and as you move towards sleep, your brainwaves slow down. So Mm. you move from beta to alpha to theta to delta. And deep sleep, that's the delta brainwave land. And most of us, those of us especially who have a hard time sleeping um, or have a lot of anxiety, we don't get much delta time. And yoga nidra, when you get to the state of yoga nidra, because it's a state of consciousness, it's a meditation practice, but it is a state of consciousness. Mm. The state of consciousness is sleep with awareness, which is super fucked Whoa. up unless you experience it. You're like, that's not a thing. Whoa. And then you have the experience and you're like, oh, I understand. So your brainwaves in Yoga Nidra are actually oftentimes in Delta. So in under 30 minutes you've gone deeper into sleep than some people have in an in six a hour night. yeah exactly Interesting. in under 30 minutes you can hit delta brainwaves more than once really so a full sleep cycle is an hour and a half thereabouts sometimes a little longer um and a full sleep cycle is defined like moving beta to delta so and then you kind of like i mean i'm not a sleep cycle expert but in under 30 minutes, you can, your body will feel like it slept three hours. 
That is nuts. What if you do it twice? Double that. So really? Yeah. So if, I'm, if you drop in. So that's yeah. the thing. Like, so if you're practicing it and you're very fully present in a wakeful state, but feeling really relaxed, it's a different experience. Um, it's certainly going to be beneficial, mm. but it's like level one. Is that why some yogis don't sleep really? Yeah, I would say so. Wow. Okay. Because they're hitting that spot. In meditation. In meditation. Yeah. yeah. I like to get a, at least nine or 12 hours. I'm a, oh, 12. <laughs> oh, my. Give me some of that ambient. Slide it over. I've never taken that. Oh, no. I don't think I should. No, no, I you shouldn't. I think I'd like it. <laughs> you just stick to If I take like a NyQuil, I'm like a mess. Oh, my God. Give me a melatonin. I'm fucked the next day. Really? Yeah. Melod- people are always like just take some melatonin i'm like i could drink a bottle of melatonin and i'm yeah. like it doesn't always work but it just makes me groggy the next day <laughs> yeah. yeah same same <laughs> i don't fall asleep but the next day i'm like woo yeah i do not feel great <laughs> yeah we I, have similar issues yeah. i think <laughs> great i told her when i got here i was like hey i feel like you're my lifelong friend and i'm making you Yay. one now so what like what else do we need to know because I've stolen a lot of your time already. No. But I, I have feel nothing like nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> we we have so much in common. Yeah. <laughs> but uh like wh- like what questions should I have asked? Ooh. So yeah, I'm just going to do the work here. Yes. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sipping my juice and just looking at her like, "Yo." Okay. Um <clears throat> What questions should you have asked? I don't know. But like, is there anything that if I left right now, you'd be like, shit, she didn't get I that mean, information. We talked to like effortless transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, Yoga Nidra is the key for that. Um, it just, oh, yeah. Yes. Um, she did the work and she found it. <laughs> so in addition to like, you know, the sleep cycle benefits, that benefit of really deep rest, um, you're also um, kind of changing your neural pathways and building gray matter in your brain the same way you would with any meditation. So like with a mindfulness practice, you're still getting those benefits as well. But you don't have to sit in silence Correct. and try to be mindful, which totally. will never happen for me. All you do is just like lie there in your bed with like a dope eye pillow and see what happens. Oh, is everybody hearing this? Because yes, that's what we like to do. <laughs> You've explained what it's we like. Magic. Yeah. It is a magic meditation. Like it yeah. is the easiest and quite possibly, I would say, without sounding like a dick to my fellow meditation practitioners, the most powerful practice. Yeah. Um, so easiest and most powerful. Why not? Exactly. Equals um, yes. Equals yes. And also it's working. So with that effortless transformation, it's working on the levels of the subconscious and the unconscious. Ah, yeah. So that's where all our beliefs. Things are coming up. Wow. So that's something to kind of be aware of. Like if you're practicing this and nobody teaches this nearby and you're like, I don't understand. I saw an an image of myself as a child or I saw an image of a dead person or like whatever it might be. You kind of have to understand that it's all normal because everything that we've ever experienced is in our subconscious mind yep. and the collective consciousness. So there's all these different layers that we're tapping into in this practice without even knowing it. Wow. So shit comes up 
And you just have to kind of ride that and be like, oh, effortless transformation taking place. Got I it. I see dead people. Cool. I'll I'll let yeah, just I'll let that be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'll you don't move out to, of the way. You don't have to analyze it. Like that's kind of the tantric element as well. Like you don't have to um suppress or uh attach a story to anything that comes up mm. because it's all just manifestations of the subconscious and unconscious. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I fell asleep to your meditation last night within Ooh. 10 seconds as usual. Yep. And um I <laughs> Had a dream. Ooh. And I, there was this David Bowie song. I could not tell you what it was that was playing so loudly. It almost was like a tuning bowl. In your bowl. dream. Yeah, in my, in my dream. It was okay. like a tuning bowl, like in my whole body. And I was just like, oh man, this song is so loud. And then I kind of woke up and realized that it was playing outside. And I was like, oh, that makes more sense. And then I went back to sleep. But then when I woke up in the morning, I realized I hadn't, I had dreamed I woke up because I had woke up and like New York and I'm in LA. So I was like the song I don't even remember hearing ever. I knew every word, every oh, beat. Wow. Like it like something must have been happening in my life when I heard the song or something cuz my subconscious was just playing the shit out of it. Yep. And I don't know it. Okay. So you just hit on like did you read the Yoga Nidra book or something? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just a idiot savant. <laughs> So, um, so the founder of the lineage of my training, um, lineage is the Bihar school of yoga and the, the founder was Swami Satyananda Saraswati. And the way that he actually started looking into this state of consciousness, um, was because he was, he, his, you know, uh, service when he lived at his guru's ashram in Rishikesh was to guard a boys' school mm -hmm. through the night. Um, so every night, like, you know, I think his shift ended at like six o'clock in the morning or something. And every night he would fall asleep at his post and every single night. And then one day the boys came to the ashram. It was like a, you know, like in the village and this was whatever. Um, they came to the ashram to... Um, Show, to demonstrate how well they've learned these these uh, Sanskrit chants to to show the monks and the the residents of the ashram, and when they did, <clears throat> Swami Satyananda realized that he knew every word Whoa. of the chants, and he realized them. that he had been receiving and hearing his subconscious had wow. been hearing those chants every single night. He was asleep every night but he was still receiving information. So wow. that led him actually to start combing through the scriptures and the ancient texts to discover more information on this state of consciousness that is beyond sleep. Mm. And that's yoga nidra. It's so when you, the way you know the difference, if you just slept through it or if you were in the state of consciousness is if you return at the end. I see. So I have students all the time who are like snoring away in class. And then the second I say, wiggle your fingers and toes, I see their fingers and toes start to move. And then I have some students who are snoring away and they just stay asleep. And I'm like, <laughs> you didn't do it. <laughs> Loser, get out. <laughs> Failure. Okay. Does that make sense? Total sense. It's just and like if if people start doing this, should they try to combine it with 
therapy, I mean, a lot of beliefs are going to come to the surface because we've recorded in our subconscious every single fucking thing that's ever been said to us. People Mm -hmm. have been talking 20 feet behind us. We haven't even been knowing we're listening. We heard it. We recorded it. There's a recording, like a black box in a plane to the moon long. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, did you see Inside Out? Yes. It's like that. Yes. With like the wall of memories. Yes. Like every single thing you have ever seen, heard, done. It's like all there. So do we need help processing that when it starts? I'm going to hiccup. Oh, boy. (laughs) When it starts coming up? Um. It depends on the person. It depends like it depends on what your experiences are and how much you've been suppressing. So if you kind of know what you've got going on, it might be a little disorienting sometimes, but it's not necessarily going to be like shattering shifting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I think anybody that feels they would benefit from therapy should totally have therapy alongside everything. Mm hmm. Um, but it also just helps to kind of contextualize it as, you know, a process of, in a sense, purification, like yeah. bringing us back to our true nature, who we were before we had all like before our mom started talking. Exactly. <laughs> um, but that's what it is. It's like at its highest nature, shit, I'm going everywhere. It's I'm saying everything um, at its highest nature. <laughs> It's it's a mini enlightenment yeah. because it takes us beyond our form. It takes us beyond our self concept. It takes us beyond our you know our thoughts, our story, our identity, yeah. our story, and you're resting as pure awareness, and that's our true nature. There's yep. no, there's nothing but that. You know, when you're in the state of yoga nidra, you have no idea how much money you have. You have no idea what your name is. You have no idea. You know how many emails you have to respond to. Just none of that is there. So do you reach that state now that you practice so long every day? Yeah. I mean, not every day. Like if I'm super jacked up on coffee, right. no. Right. But usually, <laughs> but usually you're going to hit it. Yeah. And is that normal for people who practice a lot? Um, so there's no kind of guarantee. Like mm. some people hit that the first time they practice and then they like are chasing that that dragon's tail for the next six months before they have it again. Mm. Some people hit it every single time. And then, you know, the time that they don't, they're like, that was horrible, you know? So like, it's important to practice without expectations and just kind of ride the tide and see where the practice takes you. Well, that's what we plan on doing. Well, fantastic. Hillary, where can they find you on social media? Where can we all stalk you forever? You guys can stalk me everywhere on the internet as <laughs> <laughs> and at her house and at my house as um, meditation chick. You're so lucky you got that name. I got it in like 2010. You're dude. so smart. This was like my business plan for life. Like I was like yoga nidra for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so meditation chick is my website, my Instagram, my Twitter. But I don't don't follow me on Twitter. Because if I ever post anything, it's like angry and political. Um, But it's my Facebook page as well. And um, on Insight Timer, I'm just there by my name, which is Hillary Jackendoff. And you can laugh at that last name. (laughs) That's my real name. (laughs) And I got married and kept that name. So will you spell it? (laughs) Absolutely. Hillary with one L. 
mm-hmm. Jackendoff, J-A-C-K-E-N-D, as in David, O-F-F. Who would ever change that last That's name? It's an amazing name. Let's get real. Well, you've definitely blown my mind. Um, I really hope that you're going to come back and talk to us some more because I know people are going to have so many questions. 100%. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you. (laughs) Bye, guys. Love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.